Greetings to my listeners all around the world. Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing's podcast number 123 on July 6th of 2023. My name is Ian Duncan McDonald. In today's podcast, I'll be answering nine interesting investment questions. The purpose of my podcast is to show those with patience and common sense how they can become informed, successful, self-directed investors, fully capable of managing their own investment portfolios, achieving financial independence as a self-directed investor is possible. Question number one. Does a company's success increase their stock value? What is success for a company? Who determines if the company is a success? There are many financially strong companies who most would consider to be successful, whose share prices show little growth from one year to the next. They have high operating margins, pay high dividends, but are considered dull plotters by most investors. What these plotters lack is a failure to excite the imagination of those speculators who want to treat the stock market like a casino. They want to quickly get rich, rich, rich. They see nothing wrong in investing in unprofitable companies with high price-to-earnings ratios in the hundreds or even thousands based on their mythical future potential profits. These are stocks being promoted by those in the investment industry who make money, exciting such investors. Hundreds of millions of shares of such stocks trade in a day. The hot stocks that are being pumped now by the financial press and others are any stock involved in the stock market by optimistic speculators who are sure that they will get rich buying shares from pessimistic speculators who are sure that they will lose money if they do not sell their shares. I've seen estimates that 95% of speculators lose money in the stock market. That doesn't surprise me. Speculative stocks are often being traded based on emotional decisions rather than hard, logical analysis. Most investors are speculators. All the information for making informed, logical investment decisions is available free of charge. It takes minutes, not hours, to determine whether a stock is strong enough to be worth investing in. Question number two. Why has Tesla's market share in the United States decreased? It is called competition. In a capitalist system, monopolies are discouraged. Thus, seeing how one car manufacturer is making extraordinary profits selling electric vehicles, 
encourages other manufacturers to build electric cars that are less expensive than Tesla's with more features to appeal to the market. Competition in the U.S. for electric vehicles is just beginning. The largest electric vehicle company in the world is Chinese. After capturing their gigantic domestic market, the Chinese have next gone after the European market. They are gearing up to soon enter the American market. Tesla knows what is coming. This may be why they are putting emphasis on expanding their revenues from recharging stations. Ford and Volkswagen have made arrangement with Tesla to use their system. Perhaps this secondary source of income will offset some of their lost market share in car sales. Question number three. How can I get a safe 5% return on my investments? I do better than a 6% return. I write books about it. For almost 20 years, I've only invested in financially strong companies with a long history of paying high dividends. I use stock scoring software to sort possible stock purchases from most to least desirable. In my books, I record stock share prices and dividend payouts going back for decades to guide my choices. For added safety, my portfolio is made up of 20 such stocks, just in case one should deviate from its historical trends. The other stocks would make this exception hardly even noticeable. My dividend income has averaged 6% or more year after year. In addition, much to my surprise, the value of the portfolio has grown an average of about 12% a year. Not in the market crash years of 2008 and 2020, but it quickly got back on track. It is now several multiples higher than when I started investing. This growth sure beats the advice I was given to invest all my money in mutual funds and liquidate 4% of my mutual fund portfolio each year to live on when I retired. For the three years that I did invest in mutual funds, I lost $300,000 before I took all that was left and learned to be a self-directed investor. I expect I would have run through my savings before I had even retired if I had followed that investment advisor's plan for my money. Question number four. When do you sell stocks that have gone up significantly? I only sell a stock if its score falls below 50 and at the same time its dividend yield percent falls below 5%. I can go for over a year without making a change to the 20 stocks in my portfolio of financially strong companies paying high dividends. I live off 
my six-figure dividend income and have watched my portfolio grow steadily over the last 20 years from six figures to seven figures. Several stocks have more than doubled in value, even during market crashes that steady, reliable dividend income arrives like clockwork. I never set out to get rich. I just wanted to preserve my wealth and have a reliable, ever-growing dividend income. I do not understand the logic of selling a stock that has gone up significantly. Why? To do what with the money? To then search for as equally as strong a stock? In 20 years, I've never had to sell a stock to provide me with income to live on. If I suddenly won a lottery for $20 million, it would not change how I live. It would just be invested in my portfolio as I now do with the surplus money that the portfolio now creates. I'm not trying to impress anyone with the display of wealth. Owning the biggest and the best soon loses its novelty and its ability to provide pleasure. All I sought was to enjoy as stress-free and happy a life as possible by becoming financially independent, free to do what I like to do every day. I believe it is possible for anyone with patience and common sense to reach financial independence. Unfortunately, it seems most investors are speculators who seem to lack both patience and common sense. Question number five. Why do most Wall Street investors believe that buying big tech stocks is the best way to invest in artificial intelligence? Most Wall Street investors have forgotten that at one time, Microsoft, Tesla, and other trillion-dollar tech companies were once penny stocks. If you've been around for 60 or more years and lived through seeing big tech stocks like Honeywell, IBM, Sony, etc. shrink to the shadow they once were, you think that innovation must come from the companies with deep pockets. It doesn't. Large corporations become bureaucratic and avoiders of risk. Their professional managers and accountants feel they have too much to lose by gambling money at anything but sure things. It is the small penny stocks with little to lose that will be the AI innovators. Unfortunately, there are thousands of innovative tech stocks you could invest in and only a handful will ever hit it big. Keep your eyes and ears open and try to catch the next tech giant in the making and then have enough faith in that company to ride it for the next 20 years. Question number six. What's the difference between a dividend and an investment return on stocks? Which one is better for investing long-term? 
Is it possible to have your cake and eat it too? There are many financially strong companies paying ever-increasing high dividends every year while also having ever-increasing share prices. It is not difficult to construct a portfolio of 20 such stocks that will provide you with an annual average dividend income worth 6% of your portfolio. Plus, in addition, each year also show a 12% gain in overall share price value of the portfolio. The dividends will be paid out consistently even during market crashes. The dividend payouts often increase faster than the share prices, which keeps your portfolio well ahead of inflation. The 20 stocks give you the added insurance of diversification, a stock that might deviate from historical patterns of growth and dividend payouts is hardly noticeable among the 20 stocks. In investing this way, you should expect to see your portfolio double within five years. You can learn more about this approach to investing at www.informus.ca. I have lived off my portfolio for almost 20 years while watching it grow from six figures to seven figures. It sure beats worrying about outliving your life savings. Question number seven. What are your investment predictions for the next 10 years? In the next 10 years, we will go through two market crashes. During these crashes, the share prices of many stocks will drop by 50%. However, financially strong companies paying high dividends will continue to pay their steady growing dividend payouts even though their share prices will dip temporarily but again rise to new highs. The value of a portfolio now in 2023 containing 20 of the financially strongest dividend-paying stocks, will be, in 2033, be at least three times larger than it is now. Five obscure tech stocks that you could now buy for less than $5 a share will be worth over $100 a share in 10 years. However, hundreds of tech stocks that you can now buy for less than $5 will have disappeared and those who have invested in them will have lost their money. The strongest and safest of North American bank stocks today will still be the strongest North American bank stocks. Question number eight. What are some reasons why people like to invest in stocks And why might real estate be a better investment than stocks or bonds? You are not forced to invest in either real estate or in stocks. Investing equally in both gives you greater security through diversification. I have seven-digit investments in stocks and seven-digit investments in real estate. 
I invest in real estate because I can live inside my investment while it appreciates. I have owned the same house for 45 years and watched its value grow 20 times more than what I paid for it. During those 45 years, maintenance, upgrades, insurance, taxes, heating, and cooling probably have added up to what I first paid for that house. It is a large house. It will eventually downsize to a smaller, more suitably sized condominium apartment and invest the capital gain in the stock market. I like the stock market because as a self-directed investor, I can choose the financially strongest stocks paying the highest dividend. No one touches my money but me. For about the last 20 years, I've lived off my generous dividend income. It gets paid like clockwork, even during market crashes. I rarely need to make a change to the 20 stocks in the portfolio. Higher stock prices automatically almost always result in increased dividend payouts. This keeps my income well ahead of inflation. I would never again invest in bonds. The commissions you pay makes them expensive to both buy and sell. Their payments are much less than you can realize from dividend payments. Question number nine. Are penny stocks worth investing in? I have a friend who is a true speculator. He will invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in penny stocks that he can buy for 15 cents a share. I will then have to listen to him as he frets over every half cent gain or loss in the share price. He has made hundreds of thousands of dollars from some penny stocks. He has also lost money, but overall he is ahead. He often tries to get me to invest in these low price stocks. I run them through my stock scoring software and they usually will score less than 20 out of a possible 100. Since I avoid investing in stocks scoring less than 50, this means I will not even consider these stocks. However, once in a while, he clues me into one that scores in the mid-50s that is even paying a dividend. I may well buy such a stock. One such stock, which no longer exists and was bought out, was Summit Industries. I bought 2,000 shares of it at $2 a share. I sold it a few years later for $21.97 a share. Why did I sell it? Because I live off my dividends. It was paying a good dividend of 6% when I bought it. However, as share prices increase, dividend percentages fall unless the board of directors of the company pay more out in dividends. In this case, they did not. It was now paying a dividend of only 2.57%. Thus, I had an asset, now worth $43,900, 
putting little cash in my pocket every month. So I sold it and spread that money among three stocks already in my portfolio, paying dividends between 5% and 8.5%. I don't care if a stock is a penny stock or blue chip, if its score is good and it has paid an ever-increasing dividend payout for years with an ever-increasing share price is going to get my attention. Very few penny stocks go over 50. I know from having scored thousands of stocks that I'm far more likely to see a $2 stock increase by 10 times than a $50 stock. I also know finding a blue chip stock paying more than a 1% dividend is rare. I do have several strong stocks costing over $100 in my portfolio that anchor it. These are often stocks I bought for around $50 many years ago. They score in the high 60s and 70s. I've only seen one company ever score as high as 78. They pay the same 3.5% to 5% dividends they have always paid, but the actual cash payout I receive from each is now several thousand dollars more because these stocks raise their dividend payouts to coordinate them with their ever-increasing share price. I am not investing for capital gain. I'm investing for income. But the strange thing is, is that my portfolio is more than 300% larger when I became a self-directed investor almost 20 years ago, despite taking a very healthy dividend income out of it every year. My background was building commercial risk-scoring systems. To me, stocks are just another form of commercial risk. All the information I needed to build a truly effective stock scoring system was instantly available, and the data was free. In building commercial risk scoring systems, I had to spend a fortune building systems to pick up every writ and judgment across the country for every business every week, convincing thousands of companies to provide me with their confidential account receivable information, organizing the largest commercial collection agency to feed me their collection claims as they were received. If you're curious about the stock scoring system I developed, you can get details on it in my website. All my books describe how it works in detail. The software is provided to book buyers so they can score any stock at any time with current information. Penny stocks are not a waste of time. They're just a stock, like any stock. Some are financially strong and some are weak. You just need to be able to easily recognize their financial strength. Several of the trillion-dollar tech companies like Microsoft started off as penny stocks. However, whether you would have the patience to hold a penny stock for years until it reached a trillion dollars in net worth is another question. Thanks for listening. 
If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you.